I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Irioki. Join me and my friends as we explore the darker side of the Sooner State. All right, so uh, so what were you saying about Derek Jeter? Right, so we're uh, we're still in baseball. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so part of like I've been obsessed with him since I was a child. Mm-hmm. Um, two was my softball number because of him. Obviously. Oh my god, that's so cute. Um, but like then when I started growing up and you know became like a young woman, um, <laughs> I you I read both of his books and then like you start hearing the stories that he's like a wild playboy like back in his prime, and <laughs> the rumor was that. You know, like, after he'd have a one-night stand with the girl, they would get, like, a really nice gift basket. Like, like nice – I assume it's, like, cheeses, a little summer sausage, wine, wine yeah. and then, like, some Yankee swag. Jewelry. Maybe. I would hope some jewelry. Yeah, he could afford um, it. <laughs> definitely, like, some collector's items, Yankee yeah. shit. Maybe, like, a signed, um, like, Yankee something. Yeah. yeah. And then an NDA to not talk about whatever just happened <laughs> Which, for this, okay. like, man or life. <laughs> That's Which a- I'm so into. Like, as I'm going to call myself a reform tour, you know? Like, yeah. quarantine's really cut down on that shit. <laughs> um, and it's really helped me evaluate some stuff. Oh but, like, God. I'm into this idea of, like, a partying basket and an, an NDA. NDA. Yeah. Like, yes. Yes, please. That like, is, like... Did Chris Jenner come up with this? Like, It feels genius. like... Yeah, it fe- that feels like some Chris Jenner energy. Like... I could see Chris Jenner doing that for her kids. Absolutely. Like, I, like she shows up in the morning, knock, knock, like breakfast in an NDA. Breakfast in an NDA. <laughs> Thank you. Here's a mimosa. Here's a pen. Sign here. <laughs> oh, my, oh God. my God. That's so funny. Okay. Oh. So I'm Marnie Vinge, and I'm here tonight. This is Irioki again. We're talking the OKC Butcher, and I'm with Kayla Coffee. Hi. Thanks for having me. <clears throat> and just a second ago, I told y'all my shameful secret of reading Jose Cinco's book, which Ugh. I, after we got off the mic, I told Kayla, it's just like him having sex with Madonna and uh, getting shots. Doing roids. Yeah. Doing roids. Yeah. Like that's, that's Casual. all the book is like, I'm not a better person for having read it, but, but now, you know, one time Nora Roberts said one of my favorite things I've ever heard an author say about reading. Okay. And she said, I don't read to become a better person. I read to be entertained. I like that. I love that because I do read things that I find educational. Yeah. But I think it's also important to let yourself read stuff that you just enjoy. Right. That you just want to devour because you're like, Agreed. what's going to happen next? Like, Agreed. Well, yeah. and I feel that way about TV shows too. I'm oh, yeah. I'm super passionate about yeah. TV. During quarantine, speaking mm-hmm. of Kris Jenner, it's the first time I ever kept up with the Kardashians. You did? I, so No, okay. So first of all, I just want to say that you might have ended the Kardashians. I think so. I was going to tell you. Okay, so I had never, ever, ever watched them before. Mm. I had seen them on the internet, but, like, in in the news, I knew who they were. I knew the stuff, but I never watched the show. Quarantine hits. I hold off for a little bit because, you know, early quarantine, it's Tiger King. Yeah. You know, you get a little bit more into quarantine. It's, like, stimulus check, Outer Banks. Yeah. We've still got some stuff going on. We're all watching what's coming up on Netflix. And then it gets dark. And then it gets dark. It's, Mm -hmm. like, not fun anymore. Yeah. It's not cute to be drinking wine every single night for the third month (laughs) in a row. It's not cute to be drinking it at 10 a.m. Yeah. For the third day in a row. Exactly. You're like, I need some semblance of the time before. The before time, yeah. And um, my best friend... 
earlier had started watching the Kardashians and she had like was a bigger fan and was like I'm rewatching and I was like ew I don't like them yeah um and then like she's two weeks ahead of me which in binge time is like a couple mm-hmm. seasons and I'm like you know what I'm just gonna tr- I'm just gonna try it out I'm just gonna like, get my toe yeah. I'm just gonna see like it's on Hulu whatever yeah. um just the tip <laughs> Just yeah, for so, a second, just to see how it yeah, feels. Yeah, just in case. Just in case I like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, And then you, like, wake up and you're four seasons in and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Where has this been? Yeah. And then you're watching all the spinoffs. Mm-hmm. So you, I watch up to present day. Oh, wow. Essentially. Wow. And, like, before they shut down for the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, California Fires, everything. And then I watch every single spinoff. I finish. So it was hard to get some of the spinoffs. I had to, like, get a friend's. Direct TV login. I love to it. finally see Chloe and Lamar season one and two. Yeah. And I just finished them. I finished the last episode of Chloe and Lamar season two when they announced they're canceling keeping up with the Kardashians in 2021. Oh and I was God. like, it's my fault. I did it's this. It's my fault. You did it. So some people, I imagine, are probably grateful to you. I know. I, I, yeah. It's a service that I provided, ser- but I love <laughs> yeah. them now. Yeah. I No, know, I, like, I get that because, like, I remember back when that first came on, like, this was probably right around the time when I was reading Kose Kinsenko's of yeah, autobiography. Yeah, you were making all kinds of poor decisions. I was, yeah. Ugh, that was, I wish that was the worst decision I'd made. <laughs> Um, but anyway, I, I did watch a little bit of it cause I had a friend who watched it and I will say though that Kris Jenner for all the bad that she does, I don't know. I mean, I think she has her kids back. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like, like you were saying with the NDA, mm-hmm. like I could totally picture her doing that. Oh, and she's so yeah. savvy. I mean, they, she turned Kim's sex tape into an empire. She you did. You gotta yeah. respect that. Which I mean, I know that people like are shitty about that, but the way I look at it is that could have ruined her. Yeah. You know? And instead and it made the it whole made her. family. Yes. Like her kids will never have to worry about tuition, anything yeah. like that, because she basically like bit the bullet and was like, okay, I'm on it. Let's play. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, it. you have to respect that. But anyway, so we're back. We're talking about the Oklahoma City Butcher. Yes. You ready for part two? So ready. First, I just want to mention. Okay. I learned a new term recently. Yes. And, um, it cracked me up when I heard this because I told it to Johnetta like right after I heard it and she was like how have you never heard this before and I'm like I basically live under a rock right much. um so I was talking to one of the listeners the other night and he said the term y'all kinda oh my god <laughs> which I think is the greatest thing I've ever heard amazing it is amazing um yeah. okay so it's it's hick terrorists right yes okay. yeah, yeah yeah like yeah yeah. Basically. White supremacists. White supremacists. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's like cute. Cute yes, white supremacists. Yes, yeah, it's cute white supremacists. Oh, God. It's like we're trying to <sighs> make light of the terror that is. Yeah, which, uh, speaking yeah. of which, I we're going to talk on the after show about dating and stuff, and I have some stuff, I have some thoughts about oh, white supremacists. So. Oh, please. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, I think I inadvertently have something for it. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. So to remind me of what my life is. Right yes. Now. I actually put a note like for the story that you want to tell. Yes. American Sniper. Oh my like, god. Yeah. So Can't we'll tell wait. that one on the Patreon. Oh my god. That's not yeah. even what I was thinking about when I said white supremacists. There's too many white men. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. It's scary. Stop me. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah. So anyway, we're gonna talk post murders now. Yes. So we talked about okay. the first three victims. Um, who done it? Yes. Who done it? So basically. Um, the first thing I want to address right off the bat is Henry Lee Lucas. Okay. So this is something that I only recently learned about. He was called the confession killer because 
he kind of went on a con- false confession spree oh, once he was in prison. Worst. So yeah. So I'm not going to go over all the details of like Henry Lee Lucas, other than you know he was born in 1936 and died in 2001. He was in prison when he died. He also mm. died, I believe, of heart failure in prison. Um, which yeah, I mean, sorry. Yeah, no, I mean he was awful. Bitter, but... Um, but yeah, he his killing spree time lined up with when Arlie Killian died. Okay. So I mean that window was there. Yeah. However, so um. He basically, according to the Unsolved podcast, it was impossible for him to have committed the vast majority of the stuff that he confessed to mm-hmm. because it would have required him to be in two places at, at once. one time. Yes. Yeah. And they had evidence of like where he actually was. And the thing that happened basically. So according to a lot of the stuff that I've read, listened to or seen, um, he went on a confession spree after he was imprisoned. And this is directly from Wikipedia. Um, In November 1983, Lucas was transferred to a jail in Williamson County, Texas. Lucas reported that he was roughly treated by inmates and attempted suicide. Lucas claimed that police stripped him naked, denied him cigarettes and bedding, held him in a cold cell, tortured his genitalia, and did not allow him to contact an attorney. In interviews with law enforcement personnel, Lucas confessed to numerous additional unsolved killings. It was thought that there was positive corroboration with Lucas's confessions in 28 unsolved murders. And so the Lucas Task Force was established by James B. Adams, the director of the Texas Department of Public Safety. The the task force officially, quote, cleared 213 previously unsolved murders as a result of the confessions. Lucas received... Uh listen to this lucas received preferential treatment rarely offered to convicts being frequently taken to restaurants and cafes for his participation he was rarely handcuffed often allowed to wander police stations and jails at will and even new codes for security doors later attempts at determining lucas's involvement in his confessed crimes were complicated when it was discovered that lucas was given access to information on the files of cases he was confessing to oh was he there were suggestions that the interview tape showed that lucas would read the reactions of those interviewing him and altered what he was saying thereby making his confessions more consistent with facts known to law enforcement the most serious allegation against investigators is that they had let lucas read case files on unsolved crimes and thus enabled him to come up with convincingly detailed confessions, which made it virtually impossible to determine if he had been telling the truth to the Lucas task force about a relatively large number of murders. Yikes. So basically like I can totally picture this. Like if I'm in prison forever right. or I'm facing the death penalty You're like, let's and I yeah, make the best out of it. Let's have some fun. Yeah. Like, let's get to go to a restaurant. Let's break up my day. You know, like, I mean, I can totally see how it happens. And for them to, like, let him have access to files that he can just, like, read and absorb and be like, oh, okay, this detail, that detail, like, that's stuff that the press didn't know, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, it's just, what is it that they call that when it's a piece of evidence that the police know, but they withhold it from the press because they know that whoever did it is the only person who will know. Is called is it called guilty evidence? I have no idea. I can't remember, but you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're like, talking about, but I would have called it withheld evidence. Yeah, yeah, so I know. You already yeah. said that word, but yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and I mean, I can completely like you see that. Get it? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, because you're in prison, you're bored. Like that's just what. You, what, what do you have to lose? Exactly. Yeah. Like what? What worst thing is going to happen to him for doing this? And the benefits to him are so vastly huge, huge yeah. compared with what he's given. 
you know, yeah. But anyway, so in 2008, Kyle Eastridge of the Oklahoma City Police Department basically said that Lucas was no longer suspected at all in any of the OKC butcher killings. Okay. So he was like... No, we looked into it. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He just was... He he liked getting to go to restaurants. I mean, same, but... Did you watch Mindhunter? I did. (gasps) So good. So good. I know. So good. Can I just for a second talk about my crush on Bill Tinch? Please do. Oh, my God. Give it to me. (laughs) Oh, my God, Kayla. Okay, so, like, I don't know what it is, like, but there's something about him. I'm just like, oh, my God into it i'm into it yeah bill tench like holden not so much okay holden pisses me off right because i feel like he is just always i number one i think he has like a god complex not wrong he thinks that he knows everything yeah and he is just always constantly making like really arrogant mistakes i just love tench i feel like tench is the voice of reason yeah i also love wendy though oh wendy's the best oh she's the best i love wendy even though she makes some like questionable choices it when ha- it comes it to happens. her romantic life, but you don't know, we all? Don't we all? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that on the after show. So, <laughs> but yeah, um, the other suspect that emerged pretty quickly, yes, was Arlie Killian's brother, Perry oh. Killian. So this is okay, kind of interesting. Well, that is weird. Mm-hmm. Okay. It gets weirder. So the day that Arlie Killian was murdered, April nineteenth, nineteen seventy nine. Her brother, Perry, escaped from a, men- a mental hospital. Oh, no. Yes. So according to a lot of the news documentation that's available, uh, he had a he had a history of violence um, that, to me, absolutely sounds like an untreated or misdiagnosed mental illness. Yeah. Kind of like run rampant sort of thing. Um, in 1976, which is coincidentally the year of the first murder, Perry actually got in trouble, like legal trouble, because he mutilated and killed two of his grandmother's dogs. Oh, and they yes. say it serial killers start with animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. yeah. 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 Oh, I don't oh. like that either. I keep I like saying that. that yeah. But no. Yeah. Um, and he actually did it with a hatchet and mm. the, his grandmother called the police. Um, they got involved. And something that doesn't quite track for me about that is the hatchet part. Okay. Because I feel like if we're talking about someone that likes to dissect things. Yeah. That it would be like more precise yeah because a hatchet i mean that's kind of i mean it's like you're it's sort of a blunt instrument like you're you're hacking something you're not really like you're a firefighter not a doctor that's really well put thank you that was really well put i really (laughs) like that you're a firefighter not a doctor that's good i mean they use axes but that was close enough yeah yeah oh my gosh um so uh it and also i think that the dogs it probably was more of like a rage killing yeah. kind of situation um and when the police came he was like forthcoming immediately that like yeah i killed him they're over here in this bucket oh. like he didn't try to hide, hide it, it cover or anything it up like that. Yeah. um he ended up doing a little bit of time in a mental hospital for the dog killing mm-hmm. but after he was released he did attack his grandmother with a knife in 1978 okay we so, got a knife. yes so there is a knife there he went back to the hospital um, so then he escapes the day that his sister is murdered, which is a huge, weird coincidence. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ, how much has that family been through? Like, exactly. That's so sad. Um, and they didn't actually identify Arlie until the day after Perry was caught for making an escape from the hospital. Okay. So, uh, one of the things that the unresolved podcast pointed out was that it wasn't after, it wasn't until after Perry who um he seemed like i mean he seems like the perfect suspect Mm -hmm. like 
all of this is just so lining up. Yeah. Yes, like it's so it's like on a silver platter, basically. Um, but uh, one of the things that they point out is that it wasn't until after Perry was in custody that the other pieces of Arlie's body began to pop up. Okay. And it was like someone was placing them. Uh, someone still who putting was them not, out. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like they hadn't already been left there. Yeah. It was like in areas where they'd already looked and there was nothing. Then they went back and there's something. Okay. Oh my God. That never <laughs> fails. Okay. Like I am so scared. Every time I hear like an engine rev out here, I'm like, this is the night that I'm going to hear an accident. Oh like, my God. You know what I mean? Like, I do know what you mean. They drag race over there. Oh, like, I can see street, that. Yeah. When I was and, driving in, I could oh, definitely see oh, that. Oh, God. And yeah. I'm like, one of these nights, I'm going to hear it. I'm going to hear, like, some horrible motorcycle accident because they happen out here right? all the time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, rural, rural Oklahoma, rural mm. America probably yeah. in general, but rural Oklahoma is a terrifying place. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I, oh, speaking of which, this is something I meant to bring yes. up on the last episode. Tell me. Um, you were talking about rural Oklahoma. Yes. Um, you were talking about the murder house. Oh, yeah. So yes. I, I'm from Okarchi, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't chicken for those in the know. Mm-hmm. Uh, your listeners probably know. Yes. But my aunt and uncle owned a murder house. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, there is a house where a reverend, reverend and his wife were um, brutally murdered. These mm-hmm. two guys came in off the highway it's late at night, and they're knocking on the door. The son lets them in. He's like, I need to use the phone, and they're planning to burglarize them. Mm-hmm. And they, like, steal a bunch of shit and tie them up, and then I guess one of them gets out and is, like, getting in the truck. Like, we got what we needed. The other guy shoots the mom and the dad in the head God. and is like, we're going to rape the daughter. Mm-hmm. And it's awful. That's so sad. And then they finally pack up and leave, Leave the kids for dead, tied up, are like, they're not going anywhere. Um, These people aren't in their right minds, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, They finally get caught in Colorado. Uh, The kids get away and get down, you know, probably a couple miles to a neighbor's house and get help. And um, they actually made a movie about it, Heaven's Mm -hmm. Rain. Um, (laughs) Funny enough, I mean, funny in a horror story like that. Uh, So my aunt and uncle bought the house afterward and renovated it, but then... When the movie was being made, um, the son grew up to be like a state senator. He plays his dad in the movie. <gasps> That's so cool. My friend Lance McDaniel helped direct it, and then my best friend in the world, Janelle Archer, mm-hmm. she was an extra in it. I know Janelle. You know Janelle. Yes. She oh was, my god. She was an extra in what that movie. What year was movie. it made? Um, it was made when she was in high school. When I was in high school, so probably like two thousand nine, eight. So about ten years ago. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's cool. I know. Isn't that so weird? And so, so like, that was kind of like our story growing up. And like, Mm. my aunt and uncle lived in the house, and I'd been in the house. And so, like, was there ever any like spooky stuff? I mean, they renovated it really well. Like, I want to tell you a ghost story about that house. I Mm. can't. Yeah. My house, like where I lived in a different part of the country, was one of those houses that like. Somebody died in it, and then we, like, picked it up and moved it to our land. Because apparently you could just do that with, like, two-story full-ass yeah, houses. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. you just, like, cut them in half, put them on semis, and move them. Yep. It's weird. It is um, weird. But, yeah, so I also lived out in the country, like, down a long driveway, like, very similar to yours. And, mm-hmm. like, you were just talking about you hear people. Like, we would hear people crash their cars, hit a cow. Mm-hmm. Like, if a fence is down, they hit a cow. And yep. then they're like, 
walking down your driveway. They knock mm. on the door. They're like, can I use your phone? And you're like, oh, my God, I'm getting murdered. I'm going to yeah. go hide upstairs. Oh, anytime someone comes down my driveway and I don't know who it is, I'm already, like, All the lights on off. guard. All of the doors locked. Yeah. 911 pre-dialed. Yep. So mm. I did in my childhood home. Still no Garchi. Um, Not the murder house, but my house. So, mm. you know... When someone dies in a house and they owned it before, and it's like a small town, mm-hmm. it was like my friend's grandpa. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, yeah. you're like, oh, Grandpa Anna shot. Ha, mm-hmm. ha, ha. But like, so we moved the house. We remodeled it a little mm-hmm. bit. We like did an addition. Um, but creepy shit would happen all the time. Like, door, uh, like, because it was like an old ass farmhouse. So yeah. Like, Doors would open. God. Like, particularly our staircase. Like, you would come up a landing, and then there would be a door, and then Mm -hmm. you would go up the rest of the way. That door, you would close, and it would open on its own all the time. Oh, my God. All the time. And I remember this one night, so I had to be, like, 16. My little sister was three or four. Like, she could talk, but she was, like, a toddler or whatever. Yeah, yeah. We had a bop it as one does yeah. you know bop oh, it, I ha- yeah, spin I one it yeah pull it mm-hmm. okay um it was just like did you have a skip it i had a skip it too oh my yes. god those oh my were god. so I fun i love skip it but... i wish i could find one now well i like my ankles are glad i can't yeah same with like my razor same. scooter yeah. but um so my bop it it's like in my bedroom mm-hmm. and it like starts going off like it just falls one night and my sister's room was like across the hall from me and she hears it and she like comes in and it's like why, is she, why, why are you playing bop it and i'm like it fell like yeah. i don't know why it's going off so we like put it back up and she crawls in bed with me and she was like that was just really scary and i'm like i know i'm sorry i don't like you know old house things are shifting it falls again and it starts playing again and we're like okay fuck this so we take the batteries out of it i don't like that and we put it in the closet i don't like where this is going <laughs> and it keeps going off <sighs> i do not i i honestly like um i cannot imagine if i had a child and their toy kept going off after i took the battery like it's this is not a furby mm-hmm. this is it's fucking bop it it's a haunted bop it but grandpa and a shot was like i'm we're playing bop it tonight yeah i but guess we so. kept losing so it kept going off god, like that's funny. oh my god it was terrifying we got up and we burned it the next day because mm-hmm. like we're in the country and so like you don't have trash day you have mm-hmm. burn days mm-hmm. um and we burned it yeah i don't blame you it was so scary um this reminds me us talking about being out in the country uh I remember this one time I watched this episode of something on ID. I don't remember what it was, but um, this guy basically was driving across the country and saw this house from the highway. Mm-hmm. He wanted to murder someone and he saw that house and he went in and he killed them all. And I will never forget him saying like, they were like, well, why did you, why did you pick that house? And he said, because it was there. Oh my gosh. And that has always stuck, stuck with me. With like because I think that what's terrifying, especially about cases like this, like serial killers and stuff like that, there is a degree of randomness yes. to it that yes. I think makes it even more terrifying. Agreed. Because like, yeah, it's scary to think about like, oh, if I was married and I like cheated on my husband and which I would never do, but um, And then he murders he you murders and you're me. like, yeah. Uh. Like, I, I, that's I may scary, have murdered him if he but, cheated on me. It's a toss-up. Right. Like, crimes of passion to yeah. me are not as terrifying as, like... Random. Random stuff. Like, random stuff, because it could be anyone. Like, like that's... You know? My favorite horror movie is The Strangers. Oh, God, girl. I remember that one. Oh, my God. Which, based on a true story, I mean, like, yeah. as far as they know... And in that movie, they say, because you were here. Because you were here. Ugh, I hate yeah. that movie. Like, oh, my God. Just 
house in the middle so of nowhere creepy. and they just murder and torture them yeah because they, they can mm-hmm. and based on a true story i'm like like that fucks with me like more yeah. than like i love like you know paranormal horror whatever yeah. uh campy horror but like that one is like that could happen at mm-hmm. any time which like okay so when i was recording the entry uh intro entry the intro for uh, Eerily Enough, which is the podcast I'm doing on Patreon that's basically, like, stories that shaped me or, like, influenced me in some way as a creator. Um, the first story has to do with vampires, but there's also a ghost in the story. And okay. this is all nonfiction. This is, like, written by a forensic psychologist, you know. And that particular ghost is not a friendly ghost. And at the end, there's some talk about him and stuff. And anyway, Johnetta and I recorded all that. We didn't finish until about 3 a.m. the night that we did it. And I like take the files, put them on my computer. I've edited up the first one, put it out. And by the time this airs, I believe all three episodes will be out. And so you guys will hear like the conclusion. It's the craziest true crime story I've ever heard in my life. Wow. Ever, like ever. But anyway, so I'm recording the intro here alone. No one's home. It's deadly quiet like because i'm always really careful when i'm recording by myself to make it quiet in the house Mm -hmm. turn off the air conditioner all that and i record that intro and i play it back to myself and there is some thing at the beginning of it oh my god and i like i am not kidding you if it had just been that i was recording an intro for anything else if it had not had to do with with, that with subject, that subject that story, that story yeah i would have been fine as it was i called Johnetta right. and i said what are you doing come over yes i made her come over in the middle of the day and she sat with me all afternoon because oh. i was that freaked out by it I understand. and i have it i actually put it at the end of the intro to that podcast oh my god it like the sound that i heard is at the end so anyway and you can hear that for free. You can go on Patreon and listen to the trailer, like it or the intro. It's on there, and it says like "Eerily Enough Intro with Ghost." I think is the name of the file. <laughs> but anyway, so it's scared the featuring ha- ghost, featuring ghost, featuring <laughs> Christian ghost. ghost. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I was. That's oh pretty crazy. But anyway, um, I'm so, just glad my ghost was friendly. Like he just oh, wanted yeah. to play Bop it yeah. and open some doors. Uh, Summer was here about a month ago, and she like comes walking out of my house we're sitting out here on the patio and she's like uh your dad's not here and i was like what and it's been a while yeah yeah, it's been a minute (laughs) since he's been here um and she was basically like anytime i'm in your house i feel something and i'm like okay oh my god okay and i'm sure it's like a friendly ghost or whatever yeah you know anyway so Back to the OKC butcher. So anyway, yes, yeah, what we're what we're here to talk about. <laughs> but uh, so some conclusions about the three victims. So okay. the police believe that each of the three victims were homeless or like transient at the time of their murders. Mm-hmm. They also believe that. Not sure if any of this has changed, but that at least two of the victims were I were uh, sex workers. Okay, and likely the third as well. All three victims were dismembered and mutilated. And even though the first victim was found inside the same abandoned building, the other two were kind of scattered around the same area. Area, Yeah. So it's very similar. Um, and it was enough, like there was enough similarity that the police were pretty sure they're dealing with the same person. Mm-hmm. And I just want to take a second to like, can you imagine if you're a detective and that dawns on you 
Oh, no. Like, literally the second time you said head, I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. It's over. Head's, yeah. Head's coming out of everywhere. Like, oh, yeah. my God. We got to. We got a serial killer. We got a serial killer. Exactly. Like, even just two, I was like, no, we're not beheading people willy-nilly. And one of the articles I was reading, it was talking about that, that, like, when the cops, that third crime scene that was in, like, the 80s. Yeah. You know, they come upon this, they see all this stuff, and they're like, shit. We've seen this before. It's our guy. Yeah. Like, this, we've seen this before, and we know who it is. Like, this, it's the same guy. So, this speculation blows my mind and makes me a little bit uneasy. Okay, I'm... This is going to blow your mind. Right? I'm like trying to prepare. So one of the speculations about who this might have been was a surgeon or doctor from OU Med. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Uh, Okay. I didn't want to say it earlier. Yeah. Because I said I worked in healthcare. I do work for OU Medicine. That's Um, another connection it has to you. I know. Right? But when you were talking about Oklahoma and 10th Street and Mm -hmm. 1st Street and... Like, oh, yeah. 8th and 7th, I'm like, that's across the street from the OU, like, yeah. well, at that time, the university hospital campus. Yeah. I mean, that, like, like, that to me. And Jack the Ripper, doctor. Yeah. Like. Or, I mean, I mean, worst case scenario, med student. Right. Yeah. That's easily a possibility, oh, too. Yeah. I don't I like mean, any of that. And according to the articles, that could be it. Some people say maybe not because, um. That even though the dismemberment, like, they were meticulously clean, some of it might not have been a clean enough cut to say for sure that it was a surgeon right. or whatever. But, I mean, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I know. Like, I feel like it, because of the area it was. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's someone that's taking these bodies apart. Ooh. Like, you know. Yeah. And, um. Yep. Anyway, uh, let's see. That's great. I'm so excited. Yeah. To go back to work after this. Thank you. Also, okay, so remember how we were talking about ego when it comes to serial killers? Yes. So uh, one of the things that, according to the articles, this could be it, but maybe not, uh, because the dismemberment was crude enough, even though the killer meticulously cleaned the body parts in before placing them, which makes sense. Um, And also, I had this thought. So, like, if it was a surgeon, um, there might be a little bit of ego involved. Yeah. And I can't imagine someone who was trained in human anatomy being able to let it go and let it seem like it was just some drifter right you know yeah like but at the same time they also might be very smart and, and they might be okay with that yeah like Want to get, so get away with it more than one credit exactly yeah, yeah. um which that but, e- but that brings me back to like cleaning and you know wrapping the yeah. pieces as presents oh, yeah. out for people yeah. that like still kind of goes to that ego like mm-hmm. here here i did this for you yeah yes Ugh. So gross. Oh, like it. Oh, nope. Yeah. So, um, one and another bit of speculation is that the killer most likely this is it's like shocker uh, had some sort of negative opinion about women. <laughs> That's putting <laughs> really? it mildly. And really, John Douglas of Mind Hunter fame uh, actually wrote about wrote up profiles of very similar killers with those details. Like uh, one of the things that 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 I think unresolved speculated was maybe that. Um, or maybe this is from a John Douglas profile. I don't know. But the idea that a woman had given this man a venereal disease, so he hated women. Mm. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. Or an abusive mother figure. Right. That sort of thing. Um, which, like, oh, my God. Like, that's so... It feel, it, I feel like that should be, like, a red flag. Like, yeah. Oh, yikes. But, 100%. Um, so, anyway, 
so the problem of the missing missing. So yes. this is from Wikipedia. Um, according to Outpost for Hope, people can become unreported missing. That's another word for it. The unreported yeah. missing or missing missing uh, for a variety of reasons, including the lost slash missing person may be estranged from family or friends. Mm -hmm. Law enforcement may not take a missing person's report. The lost missing person may be in the country illegally. The person may be an unknown dependent child of unreported missing adults or teens, or the person might be the victim of an undiscovered crime. Wow. So, and it goes on to say another reason missing persons may not be formally listed as missing is that those over the age of majority can be quote voluntarily missing yeah barring evidence of criminality or being a danger to oneself privacy and confidentiality laws are generally protect generally protect the rights of those who elect to remain out of contact with family and friends if an adult unreported missing person is located in such an instance the police are not obligated to inform the family of the missing person's whereabouts well and <clears throat> sorry that the fact that we're all three of them native women mm -hmm. Okay, that brings me back to so much of historical, I mean, I'm thinking a lot of, like, Canada and their mm -hmm. missing and murdered indigenous women. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we've got it here as well. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, I don't know what it is about that population, but the Which, police just do not care. Shout out to Marika Sila. Do you follow her on TikTok? I don't. I need she to. She is an indigenous, a native woman, indigenous. Uh, to Canada okay. and she's actually a hoop dancer <gasps> like she does all kinds of cool hoop dancing type stuff and she does a lot of like uh, videos about her culture yeah and she's super cool she's super positive like really influenced like badass bitch okay energy. you've got to send me one of her you, videos yes I so will I, I will her. <laughs> her videos are mesmerizing like watching her do her her tricks and stuff like it's so cool it's like the flow dancing yes. type stuff yeah but anyway she did a video about Canada's dirty secret and it was about missing and murdered indigenous, indigenous women. women. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. Well, cuz like the government literally just like kidnapped a bunch mm -hmm. of the kids and placed them with white folks. Yeah. Yeah. And then they ran away or whatever oh, yeah. and it's like it's insane. It's mm -hmm. like so upsetting. Oh, it's it's very and that's something that I wanted to bring up <sighs> is that uh we have a problem with it here in Oklahoma. Yeah. Um in 2019 Oh god. There were 18 18 murdered and missing indigenous women in Oklahoma City and Tulsa alone. That's insane. That's a lot. Like that I mean to like me that's how? Yeah. Yeah. I mean Eight murders, six missing women, and four of unknown status, according oh to the gosh. Urban Indian Health Institute. That's not okay. Oklahoma has the highest. Uh, this is all from nondoc.com. Mm -hmm. Oklahoma oh, has nondoc. Mm -hmm. Oklahoma has the tenth highest number of missing and murdered Indigenous women in the nation. Top ten state, baby. Yeah, we're up there with COVID too Ooh. now. Uh, so more than <laughs> education, incarcerated <laughs> women. We're so teen good pregnancy. At being top ten. We are number one, baby. <laughs> uh, so more than this is also from non doc. Oh, uh, more than funny. four out of five Native Americans. Four out of five Native Americans, or eighty three percent, face some type of violence in their lives, <gasps> according to the National Institute of Justice. A research arm of the Department of Justice, 56% of indigenous women have been sexually assaulted. Of those victims, 97% report at least one act of violence committed by a non-native. Yeah. So that, like, and then uh, there's another quote from Representative Deb Holland, who is a Democrat from New Mexico, it looks like. Yeah. She said, uh, this is an issue that has been plaguing Native American women for over 500 years. 
And people need to understand that this is a very deep-seated issue. It's not something that just popped up over the last 30 or 40 years or something. It has its tentacles in native communities and urban areas. Like, I mean, I, yeah, I believe it just based on stories that I have heard personally from native women that I am friends Mm -hmm. with that are absolutely horrifying to me that they tell me these stories like it's normal, you know, like, I mean, it's it's just, and you're like, that's not, that's not okay. Like, that's not, yeah. I mean, it's just, it, oh God, it makes me sick. Oh, but yeah, but, um, okay. Actually, some positivity. Okay. A law was passed in 2019 called the not invisible act. Okay. And basically Deb Holland, uh, says of this, uh, the act essentially establishes an advisory committee on violent crime and the advisory committee would be made up of law enforcement, tribal leaders, federal partners, service providers, survivors, or their families or victim advocates, um, and she's a sponsor of the bill. They can then make recommendations to the Department or of the Interior and to the Department of Justice. It also establishes best practices for law enforcement. And I think that's great. I mean, I think it's not enough. I think it's a start. Yeah. But, I mean, it's a Somebody's step, step acknowledging in, it yes, and doing something about it. Uh, I mean, I feel like that's the... You have to admit there's a problem. for. I mean, it's a cliche, but... But for change to happen. Yeah, Absolutely. you have to acknowledge it. You can't just keep sweeping it under the rug and... Oh, um, but yeah, I okay. One more tangent. Oh, um, go for it, girl. Just because I mean we're on serial killers and you know like the the weird guy getting away with it and whatnot. I remembered mm-hmm. that during quarantine, um, well and now I mean I'm still kind of quarantining um for, from most people. I'm girl, like, same. Yeah, public. No, same. thank you. Yeah, I'm not. I <laughs> I have found it's not super like people don't really like no. it when you tell them that you're not gonna go yeah but you know know, fuck them (laughs) yeah exactly I'm like I and I feel like I I have a responsibility to my mom because she's in the high risk group so I'm like you know I I would not ever want to think that me wanting to go and do something frivolous could hurt someone else yeah yeah. well and I feel like because I work in the healthcare field with Mm -hmm. my marketing degree um I feel like I'm more exposed to it than some people yeah and so, like, all – I've tried to do a couple things, like, with my mask on, mm-hmm. super safe, bring my extra sanitizer, and then I'm seeing other people not even remotely trying or, yeah. like, businesses, like, not enforcing, like, our citywide mask mandate. Right. And I'm just like, if you're not following the basic laws, like, mm-hmm. I can't be here. I don't want to yeah. give you my business. Oh, I can't yeah, patronize. Yeah, yeah. I can't. Yeah. And I just leave. And I'm like, am I insane? Because yeah. I'm the did only I, person that's actually, like, seen COVID whole- patients? Pandemic? pandemic yeah. yeah exactly yeah exactly but anyway um, i shout out though to full circle bookstore because i was in there one night when i watched their cashier enforce the rule good for her it was a guy oh good for but him i was super so proud of him me being i was super assuming it's a woman <laughs> yeah <laughs> you can assume serial killers are guys, and guys I can assume booksellers <laughs> are women yeah that's hilarious oh my god Clean that's booksellers. funny yes. sorry so he i <laughs> was very them. proud of him like because that's I, good yeah it's i mean it's hard to stand up to someone to begin with like oh it is and this i feel like is Just, so volatile i like, know because you see so many videos of the oh people god. like attacking you yeah uh, or like yeah. sitting down in the middle of costco saying i have rights i know and you're like, like my favorite part of that video though was when the girl at costco was like ma'am you signed a contract with us <laughs> And she's like, so basically, no, no like you, you, you don't, don't have, have rights, rights here. Like, yeah. Not here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so funny. Oh my god! Uh, but what, yeah, what I was gonna say was, um, I had watched this movie on Netflix because I'm also, so every year, 
during October, I tried mm-hmm. to do like 30 Halloween movies oh my in God, 30 I love days. That. But this year I was like, we're going to do 60 and 60. <gasps> I love that. Right? But I Why wanted, not? I wanted to start a little early just in case. So I kicked it off like the last week of August. And so I watched like everything I could find like on I Netflix, Disney Plus, Hulu that I was like wanting to that mm-hmm. I thought would leave. And so one of the things that I watched was The Frozen Ground, mm-hmm. which is from 2013, but it like just went on Netflix like last month. Uh, Vanessa Hudgens is in it. And, um, oh, I think the guy is famous, too. Nicolas Cage. Of course he's famous. <laughs> I think, you know, I I'm think like the, the Disney star from High School Musical. And yeah. then that old guy from, from <laughs> National Face Treasure. Yeah. There you go. Con Whatever. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's fine. Um, they're the main characters. And uh, Vanessa Hudgens plays a sex worker mm-hmm. who is captured and held captive and assaulted by this Alaskan serial killer. Uh, yeah. No. But she somehow gets away and gets to the police station. And then they don't believe her because she, at first she like lies about her age because yeah. she's like, I'm 24 when she's like really 17. Mm-hmm. And like she changes her story a little bit because she yeah. is like a kid oh, yeah. on the run. Like when you were talking about the missing missing, mm-hmm. I was like, if she, like her, like if she hadn't got away and then he's like still following her for the rest of the movie. And but mm-hmm. she's like working with the cops to try to get them and and they finally get him and it's based on a true story oh my god so in the episodes that i did with john johnetta of eerily enough those first three episodes it focuses on a woman who went missing in new york city named susan walsh and she kind of falls in that missing missing category because she was a go-go dancer Mm. and she was also she was like on the periphery of the sex work industry right so it was kind of like and also she was interviewing fetish squatters for an article she was writing so she's like Like at the time yes like she's like mixing with people that the police are just going to be like okay yeah like what do you want us to do about it yeah exactly like a a stripper went missing basically is there what they're saying like you know and i don't know it's just it's so crazy but but yeah anyway sorry but no uh, recommendation if you need a you movie know, to watch spooky movie the that sounds good like, it's, it was good oh that sounds good he also like some of the girls mm-hmm. it's so it's in alaska mm-hmm. he like this is gonna sound terrible but he hunts them to like release them in the forest and then oh hunt my god them. oh my god and so like yeah did you ever read the story the short story then they like freeze and they then when they find them it's like tons of frozen bodies on Jesus. his hunting land it's awful anyway uh, what were you did you say? ever did you ever watch uh read, read the short story the most dangerous game oh yes yeah oh, hunting people that. exactly i yeah. love that story it's, as a kid as a yeah. kid i was so messed up like yeah that's fine it's probably explains a lot of what's going on <laughs> right now but anyway so that's all i've got um Kayla, thank you for being here again. Of course. Um, thank you so much for having me. You got anything you want to plug? Uh, I'll plug Localites OKC everywhere one more time. It's a podcast and lifestyle brand for all things Oklahoma City. It's a little great. bit touch and go right now. If you want to go back an entire year and listen to our Halloween episode, you can hear Marnie. We talk you about totally can. <laughs> amazing traumatic childhood Halloween costumes. Marnie's and how a, kangaroo. I dressed as a kangaroo for Halloween. I wanted to be, you know, how many people opened their door and looked at me and just had this look of like, what the oh. hell is this? Like in their eyes. Like, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I talk about my traumatic pink Power Ranger moment. Uh, mm. I wanted to be red, but 
fuck the patriarchy. Yep. Was, it was <laughs> the yep. 90s and I had to be the girl Power Ranger. That's right. Um, it was, of course, pink. Of course she was. It's mm-hmm. fine. I like pink now. Yeah. But, like, as a kid, I was mm-hmm. not about it. Same. Um, you can follow me. I'm Kayla underscore coffee 02 on all the internets. And um, I was going to say, also, we've talked about TikTok a lot. I'm on TikTok. Same thing, she is, Kayla. She's making fun TikTok videos. Too. I love TikTok. It's mostly, like, fall shit and then mm-hmm. me, like lip syncing to emo songs and country it's songs it's great it makes me it makes me really happy it makes me happy too also you can see my dog simon Ooh, yes. actually real quick simon underscore says underscore rough r-u-f-f on instagram is my great dane oh my god i have to follow him i didn't know that <laughs> Please do. i know i forgot about it until just now i was like he does have his own instagram that's so cute we recently hit 800 followers it's uh whitney's dog has a facebook profile yes uh, dixon willis oh my god i mean <laughs> so cute have to go follow I him or love like him. Dixon. so dixon so whitney's dog dixon and my mom's dog maggie are actually brother and sister oh that's so cute we adopted them at the same time so I whitney like this was a few years ago and it was like christmas time and her dog coda had just passed away yeah. and um she found these puppies that were at the oak mulgee humane society and she's like, girl, I'm going to go adopt this puppy. Do you want to go with me? And I'm like, yes, of course. Why not? And my mom's like, don't you dare bring a dog back. And I was like, of course. And so I get there and there's this one that like won't come to me. Like, it, and she just looks sad and it's Maggie. So oh. I like, I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's do this. I have to have it. Like, I swear if I ever get married, I think that like my husband, I will be one of those people that's like bringing animals home no like my dream is to have like enough farmland mm-hmm. to let them roam and what i want to do is i want to go to shelters and i want to get senior dogs yeah and just give them like the best last years of their lives okay so do you have you ever watched impractical jokers i haven't okay there is one of them his name is joe gatto okay he's actually on tiktok i love him so much because he does a lot of suicide prevention work mm-hmm. and because he was suicidal at one point yeah and there's this one video he did on periscope where he was like you guys, I like I was gonna kill myself, and he was like, "Look what I would have missed out on," oh and he's like, "I'm like I have everything my family could ever want now," oh. and yeah, he is amazing. I love Joe; he is the best. Okay. Anyway, he and his wife only adopt senior shelter dogs. That's a, that's the dream. And they have like I think they have like seven or eight that's now the dream. in their house in like that's New a York lot. City. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah, but, it's so funny, oh, but yeah, he is he is the best. Yeah. But anyway, okay, so um. Thank you to everybody who's been buying books. You guys are the best. Also, uh, subscribe on Patreon Patreon if you want uh, to get the after show. We're about to record. We're going to be talking about dating and so um, much fun. some tender horror stories. But anyway, uh, like subscribe if you want to hear the eerily enough, which I just talked about. Um, oh, one more plug for Kubel Works, Will and Wiley, Hard so Cider. I'm going to have another one. Ugh. Yeah. Same. Okay. okay. And shout out to super three to three super special patrons, Alicia, Phil, and Ashley. You guys have my heart and everybody stay spooky.